Hello, hello, my name is Michael, and I welcome you to What's Your Career, where careers are examined one at a time. I'm excited to present to you my oldest friend, Jordan Nunez. Jordan has recently transitioned careers and is now a solar sales manager. I get to talk to him about what transitioning careers was like, and I get to explore what it was like leaving a nine-to-five job and jumping into a commission-based position with a new establishing company. Jordan is very motivated to grow business opportunities, and it's exciting to hear how optimistic he is about his future. Jordan is a man that takes control of his career, and I'm excited for him. Now, let's jump to the interview. Jordan Nunez, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So for the listeners out there, Jordan and I have been friends for a very long time, and he's recently uh, done some things with his career that I'm excited to have you guys hear about. So uh, first, Jordan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and where are you from? Um, yeah, I'm born and raised in, in Houston. Um, so definitely love Texas. I'm currently in uh, Nevada right now, but uh, yeah, I love to love to play sports, pretty much anything outdoors. Um, rock climbing, uh, disc golf is a big hobby of mine that uh, I also share with you, Michael. <laughs> yep, yeah, um, it's great, great hobby. Yeah, so some some really good stuff, but yeah, pretty much anything outside um you can you can catch me doing um but yeah that's that's a little bit about me all right jordan is also a father and husband just had your second baby recently so congratulations on that uh yep i must have uh been a little sleep deprived because i forgot (laughs) (laughs) forgot about your family huh (laughs) yeah so i've uh my my wife uh we've been married for five and a half years and uh, I have a little daughter Ava she is working on two and a half years old and then uh, son Jace that he is now a month old in in uh, three days so nice yeah a lot's nice. going on yeah that is a lot going on I, I completely understand that situation so Let's jump right into uh, your career, your job. So let me ask you a couple of questions real quick here at the beginning, and then we'll kind of open it up for a discussion. So um, what is your job title right now? Right now, my job title is sales manager. Okay. And how many years or how long have you been at that job? I have been at my current job for about six months. Okay. And... In those short six months, how would you rate your job function? Like what you actually do from one to 10? 10 being a dream job. Okay. Um, I'd probably have to say um, with everything that I do get to do at my job, um, I'd probably rate it an eight just because I do get to dabble in a lot of different things, which I enjoy. I I find it hard to do the same thing over and over every day. And so with what I get to do at this job, I'd probably rate it an eight just because of the the amount of stuff I get to do. Well, that's good. I mean, so you're, you're pretty happy. I mean, this is, this is a good job. It's a good fit for you. The workload seems to, you know, work well for you. It's maybe not, 
perfect, but you're probably, you're working on it, right? You're working on it and it might go up as time goes on. So that's good to hear. Um, right. how would you rate, how would you rate your, your happiness in your job? So, you know, some, sometimes the work you do fits you really well, but you're not actually that happy because of circumstances or atmosphere or the people you work with or vice versa. You don't love the work you do, but you're happy because you work with a bunch of good people. So how would you rate your happiness? Um, I'm going to have to go with an eight again, just because, um, I'm really, really excited for some of the stuff that we have going on right now and the growth that we're, we're kind of at a pivotal moment where we're going to see a bunch of growth. I also get to work with, um, one of my really good friends. Um, and so like as well, the, the people that I work with, um, because I, I hire for the job, right? So I, I manage our sales team. So I kind of get to choose who I work with and we want to make sure everyone is a good fit. So like I'm surrounded by really go-getters and people that I like to be around. So I would, I would definitely say happiness is, is up there at around an eight. You know, that's something I hadn't thought about, but that is, that is cool to hear you hire people. And so, you know, the people you work around are determined by, well, you, you're the one that picks and you get to interview people and work with people. And that is, that is definitely a big perk of being in the role that you're in is that, you know, most people have to work with people that they have to work with, but for you, you choose those people. And that's a, that's a neat position to be in. And it's not something I'd ever thought about before. So that's, that's cool that you're able to kind of pick and choose your happiness level based on the type of people and the, the, you know, that you're able to hire. So awesome. Good to hear. Um, how did you get a college degree and in what? Uh, yes, I did get a college degree. I went to BYU, Idaho and I got a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. So, all right. So now let's kind of open it up for discussion where, you know, ever since college, where have you been? What have you done? And how did you eventually get to where you are now? Yeah. So I guess kind of right out of college, I was applying for jobs and I had a connection back in, in Houston. We were open for jobs. We were kind of looking mainly in Texas and in Colorado, had a connection and a job opened up and they flew me out and ended up hiring me. I got a job in the oil and gas industry. Um, and so I was down in Houston for about, I worked for the company Drillquip for about three years. Um, and now my current job brought me to Nevada, uh, like I said, about six months ago. Okay. So at your first job, you were there for about three years. Uh, did you enjoy the work you did? I mean, it sounds like you did the work, um, you know, that was related to your schooling as an engineer. Did you like that you were able to apply some of the principles you learned in school uh, with your work? Absolutely, yes. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that job. Um, and a, another kind of common theme with that job was being able to, to work on so many things. Um, I worked in the oil and gas field and we designed and built offshore drilling equipment. So as a mechanical engineer, I decided everything from the type of steel, iron, whatever type of metal it was, and the strength of it all the way. I 
saw the projects all the way through testing and being shipped out to the customer. So I got a lot of hands-on experience there that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Nice. That's good. That's good that you were able to enjoy your first job, but then ultimately you decided to leave and, and start kind of a new adventure as a sales manager, which we haven't even talked about what that is sales of what we'll get into that in just a minute, but you know, I guess what was your process for leaving the job? Were you, were you unhappy in any way or were you, you know, why did you start looking for other jobs or how did this opportunity come to you to, to become a sales manager? Yeah. So, um, honestly, I was not looking for another job. I, uh, like I said, with, with this current job, you have to back up a little bit. I, um, served a mission for my church, uh, in Spain and, and I actually served and trained, uh, this guy named Brandon fish. And so we worked really well together. Uh, we saw a lot of success and we just had a lot of fun together. Um, and so after the mission, we remained in contact. Um, and he had since, worked in solar sales for about five years. And, uh, you know, I just saw stuff on his social media, um, and like congratulated him on stuff. And he, he actually opened up his own company. Um, and so he, I I saw some of the progress they were making and I just, I was, I was really excited for him and we had both, we're both very business oriented and we, we loved working together when we did in Spain and kind of wanted to look for another opportunity to make that happen again. Um, And so when he started his own company and I kind of saw the progress and we just remained in contact, he was like, Hey, look, I'm looking on looking at growing and Texas is, is one of the markets we were, we're, we're looking at expanding to. And I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm your man here. I can help you however you need. Uh, you let me know. I, I have connections here and I can, I can help you expand into this market. And so that's just kind of how we started talking. Honestly, it was on an Instagram post. Um, he had mentioned about Texas and I kind of opened up like, you know, this is kind of my home. I'd be willing to help out. And then he's, he offered kind of an opportunity in, in Vegas slash Colorado and, and things just kind of opened from there. Yeah. I wasn't really looking for it, but uh, just staying in contact and maintaining uh, a network and, and a friendship is kind of what brought this on. Wow. So that's, that's pretty neat um, that you were able to, to just stay in contact with somebody network, you know, it's uh, it's a hot buzzword right now is to network. Uh, But you weren't even really looking for a job, but, but you did decide to leave and move to Vegas and quit your, your old job. Um, How big of a jump was that for you? And, you know, it must've been scary to some degree. I mean, what, what did you, what was guaranteed in this new job? Was there much guaranteed? Um, so it kind of depends on who you ask as far as like how scary it was. 
because for me, I had actually done sales in the past as, as another job. And I was a, a manager there as, as well. It was a, for a much brief, briefer time, but uh, I did really well. And in sales, is summer sales, which I did before, you, you kind of make, you generally make a full year's salary in about three months. So I, so I did that and I had that, that knowledge that I was, I was good at sales um, and I enjoyed talking with people. And so when this came around, I really wasn't too worried. I mean, I left my, all those benefits and that security for a commission-based job. So yeah, depending on who you asked, it was kind of a scary transition. But for, for me and my family, my wife, we, we had talked about the decision, prayed about this decision, and it really been something that we thought about and that we felt was really good for our family and had a lot of opportunity um, and a good stepping stone for, for my future. Um, so this job, yes, did offer a lot as far as like kind of changing my future, essentially. Well, good. I, I mean, I, I hope it's good and I hope it's all working out. So let's, uh, so you're in solar, you're in the solar business, you do sales, but it also sounds like, you know, you said your job title is a sales manager. So you're also looking to grow. Um, so to, to cut it short, I guess you, you moved out to Vegas and you started this new position and now you're, you're looking to grow and you've been doing this for about six months. So Let's hear how those last six months have been. What do you actually do? How many hours do you work? And um, how are you growing a, a business, I guess? What, what is that like for you? Yeah, so um, just to give a brief um, background, I guess, to understand what we're trying to do. So in solar, there's kind of two organizations there's a dealer essentially kind of like a car dealer a car dealership and they're a full-fledged sales team they come in and they do all their own sales and they need an installer right um, somebody that's licensed and can do the solar installs and so solar x my company is an installer right so we have several dealers and their full-fledged sales teams that work for us and i was brought on to grow our direct, so our direct side. So to bring guys on to work directly for SolarX. Okay. Um, okay and wait, so, let, me, let me cut you off right there. So there's dealers who are the ones that that go out and, and knock on people's doors. Is that accurate? Uh, they'll either network or, yeah, knock on people's doors and, and canvas. Okay. And then the non-dealers are called what? They're the dealers work for an installer, an, so an installer. installer. Okay, correct. And they're they're the actual engineers that go up on the roof and install the solar panels. Correct, correct. And they so have, you guys are an installer company. Correct. So you've got people that know how to you know connect the wires and install things on roofs, and you've got all the licenses and whatnot necessary to make that happen. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Solar X. And so your position that you just mentioned is to work on your direct team. So what does that mean? So the team that will work directly for Solar X. 
Um, cause we contract out all these, these dealers, right. And they have all their sales manager, sales teams, all their reps. And we want to build a direct team that works directly for solar X. Okay. So do you guys also go knocking on doors and, and market, you know, your, your products to, to people individually, or do you only work with the dealers? Um, we do a little bit of everything through a call center, marketing, canvassing, knocking on doors, networking, um, pretty much any approach, um, we take, um, to reach out cause, cause leads is, is what it's all about. Getting, getting leads in the door and, um, trying to make sales. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, that that makes sense to me. This is all new to me. So do are, do you personally have you ever been on a roof installing a solar panel, or is that somebody specialized in in that kind of engineering role? So we have a a specific uh, team that does that. Um, all shadow and stuff. I haven't been up on the roof a lot just because so busy with growing our direct side and everything going on there. But yeah, I'll be on the roof with them. Um, if necessary, I can help them with anything, but obviously they're kind of guiding me and I'm just essentially kind of watching. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking to grow in a sense that you're looking to make more connections and obviously book more sales. I mean, that, that makes sense. You're a sales manager. So, so jump into the details for me on that. Yeah. So here you had kind of asked like what the last six months look like. Um, and in all honesty, it's been, a, it's been a lot of uh, trial and error just because we are trying to grow. And so a lot of my time has been consumed by um, monitoring and managing um, job postings screening those jobs, bringing them in for interviews, doing interview calls, Zoom, in person. Um, and then from there, the onboarding process, getting these guys trained, getting these guys confident um, in their sales skills and, and teaching them, you know, how to sell, right? Yeah. Um, so that's been a lot of my time as as well as like some, some of the business kind of stuff, as well as selling on, on my own, but I haven't had as much time for that. Okay. Uh, just... Okay. So how many, when you joined six months ago, how many people were on your team or, or in your Las Vegas office? On the direct side or with dealers included? Well, are the, the dealers I assume don't, work specifically for your company like they're not employees of your company correct right? correct okay yeah so yeah just just your individual team so there's about seven of us okay and that like so what two or three of those guys are installers so uh, contracted out kind of those guys are independent contractors so they won't technically be like w2 individuals um the way it kind of works for our sales team our model that we have set in place is called a setter closer model right so you have setters um and this is 
kind of who I oversee, right? The setters and the closers, right? So the setters will go out and knock doors, you know, canvas, network, set any appointments, any leads that they can, right? Um, By talking to as many people and then they'll set the appointment up for later on that day or the next day, right? Um, And a closer will come in explain to the homeowner or whoever it is the benefits of solar what it entails you know a lot of people think it's some you know big foreign concept it's it's so much simpler than i ever thought that so that sales that closer will go in and try and make the sale right yep um and so those are the kind of two positions that essentially make up a team. Obviously you want to have a lot more setters to funnel in a lot more leads. Um, and that's just sales. Cause you know, you're not going to sell everybody that you talk to. So that's kind of the model we're looking to, to build here. Okay. So that, that brings some light to me. So you've got seven people. So a lot of your seven people are out there trying to set up appointments. Then they bring in, you know, a couple of your guys, I assume, are closers. So they come in, try to try to make the deal. You do a bunch of paperwork, you sign some contracts to make the deal. And then you guys, I guess, hire out those independent contractors to actually go up on the roof and get everything installed. And then the deal is done. Does that sound accurate? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, and you know, you, you, you have to go through kind of the utilities companies to get everything approved and, and turned on. And those, those 1099 guys, they, they do work directly for us, but I guess 1099 just consider it commission guys. Right. Right. So yeah, they're contract or commission based. They don't have benefits and things like that. Correct. Um, Okay. And is is that the responsibility? This is just more of a curiosity question for me, but is it the responsibility of the homeowners to work out utilities and working with power and electric companies to, to make sure they're all set up? Or is that something you guys are able to take care of? Yeah, we do all that. So the only really part that, that they're involved with is kind of the, the, the talking with the setter. And when the closer comes in and closes the deal, everything else um, is really hands off and, and we take care of that and we deal with like the utility company and everything. Okay. All right, good. So, so before we get more into the details of your company, I'd like to hear, you know, a little bit more about the company side of things. So you've, you, you said your company name is, is SpaceX. Is that right? So Sol- SolarX. SolarX. Yeah, not. We'd SpaceX. like to be. Uh, we'd like to be on Elon Musk's level. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Uh, yeah. yeah. SolarX. Okay. And how many are you only based in Nevada, or do you have other locations as well? Yeah. So, um, and well, I have to say that's that's another reason why. I was brought on is because we're expanding into multiple markets. So right now our primary team is in Nevada and we sell in in Las Vegas area. And by the end of this year, um, we actually just got our license in Colorado about three weeks ago. Um, So Colorado by the end of this year, Texas uh, and California. So we'll be licensed to be able to do installs in all those 
states by the end of this year. Awesome. And so is your full team for the whole company those seven people, or do you have any additional people? Uh, there are some lone wolves that just kind of work on their own that are out. We have a couple um, that are in Colorado, some that are in Utah, some that are in Idaho even. Um, and we just use, we just partner with other installers out there while we're not fully licensed and they'll do the install. So we still make money. Right. Oh, so you have like salespeople out there that are booking sales, but then when it actually comes time to, to do the install, you guys don't have the licenses. So you've got to kind of subcontract that out. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So if I wanted to work for you guys in Texas, that's how it would work for now. I could go knock doors and represent um, Solar X, but ultimately you guys, or, you know, we, if I joined your team or whatever, wouldn't be doing the install. It would just be, just be the sale. And then somebody else would have to come in and probably take and, a chunk of that commission and do the install work themselves. Yeah. As far as like the sales guy, he doesn't lose out on anything, but we have contracts um, with these guys. So it's already set up in place. So for example, we, we help another company out in Texas with their installs in Vegas and they, ha they help us out in, on our installs in Texas. Okay. So it's a mutual, we help each other. Yeah. And so f for your little seven person company, I guess, or, you know, seven plus a few, do you guys have um, like a physical office that you meet in? Do you have like any sort of HR setup? Do you have benefits? Do you have, I don't know, any of those traditional nine to five job type of things, or is it simply, you know, come work and you'll get paid and you take care of yourself? Uh, no, we're starting because we are starting to grow. Um, and we also have connections. Um, so Brandon fish, uh, my buddy, his brother actually owned and sold his own insurance company. So he was able to get, uh, benefits for, for us at the company, uh, which was just instated, you know, three, four months ago. So not too long. Um, and as far as like your, your traditional nine to five jobs, um, I'd say there's probably about one. And that's like, that's our office manager. We do have an office space, um, that we use for team meetings, um, for, for, trainings, whatever it may be, we do have an office space and uh, our office manager will, will work out of there. And uh, we're actually going to be hiring a recruiting manager tomorrow. So <laughs> that'll be another, um, I guess, salary position. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've got health benefits and insurance, you know, set up. So this is all very brand new. So you guys are still trying to figure out what you're going to be, what you're going to look like as a company. Um, so I assume you don't have anything like a 401k set up or a, a real, well, I don't know. Tell, tell me about this. In, in that industry, do you guys have a set like work schedule? Do you have holiday, paid vacation, anything like that? Or is it kind of you work at your own pace, you can take off whenever you want to take off, but obviously you won't be getting 
paid, at least for your commission folks, which I assume is pretty much all of you guys, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, well, that, that is the way things work. It's basically, you know, you get paid based off a of commission. And so there's really no, um, like you don't need to have paid time off or put in your request to, to leave. It's just whatever you need. It's, it's no big deal. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of that, that freedom there, um, with being commission based. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So you're in the process, you've been doing a lot of hiring and kind of business development side. Um, tell me a little bit about the actual work of a, of a, you know, door to door salesman as, as we typically think of them. And I know that's not everything that you do, but tell me about what a salesman does in the solar industry. Yeah. So, um, generally, um, kind of, I guess our schedule and how we work that. Um, so our schedule, we generally have team meetings, um, and it can vary, call it Monday, Wednesday, Friday at one o'clock. Um, your mornings are, are pretty free. And then we like to have our, our setters and everyone kind of get out on the doors at, at two o'clock and we'll work till, till about dark. Um, so that's kind of the, the schedule that we'll maintain. And as far as what they'll do, the setters, the majority of the time are, are canvassing, knocking doors, uh, talking to, to people and working their area, right? Um, so it's, it's all about the, the sales process and how to, how to talk to people, how to um, engage with them. Because essentially what sales is, is getting someone to trust you to essentially purchase your product. Right. Um, people, people, I mean, for example, if you have someone come yell at you and, and tell you like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. Like who are you to, you know, you're not going to do business with them. Right. And so for example, you have somebody that, comes and connects with you and you kind of develop a, a relationship and build rapport with that person. Um, and you're, you're trusting of them because somebody is going to buy from somebody that they trust, right? So the ability to talk to people and gain their trust, not lie to them, um, but really gain their trust, be interested in who they are and know that your product is there to help them, Right. Um, that's, that's a huge part of, of sales, right? Obviously believing in your, your product, knowing that it is a good thing and being able to bring that product or service to someone, um, by showing them the benefits, but also connecting to them as, as a person. So that's kind of, I feel like a big role of a, of a salesperson, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I got to ask this question because uh, I feel like it's it's just knocking at the front door, but um, in that, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there's, there's definitely a negative 
stigma about salespeople, right? No, people that own homes and live in homes and neighborhoods, they they genuinely don't want salespeople knocking on their door, whether it's for pest control or solar or a water filtration system. People just have this negative connotation about salespeople. And that goes into, you know, car dealerships, car salesmen, um, you know, even walking down Costco and there's these people trying to sell their vacuums or their fans or whatever else. There's just kind of this negative stigma or negative connotation about salespeople. How, how do you try to reverse that? Um, obviously, that's your whole business. So you, you've got to work around that stigma and figure out how to beat it, so to say. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say a, a lot of the times um, people are just comfortable where they're at. People don't like change as much as you would think. Um, and so, yeah, it, it really is interesting. And don't get me wrong, there definitely are times where, I mean, everything happens to, to sales guys. They'll see everything from homeowners yelling at them, cussing out them, pulling at pulling out guns. I mean, everything, but you also get to work with and help so many people. You make so many connections, talk to so many people. You meet some of the nicest, most wonderful people out there. And it's, it's really about, like I said, connecting with people because if somebody comes off as pushy and like, Hey, buy this, you need this. And here in this situation, we are talking about kind of residential things, not like a, like a MRI machine for a hospital. Cause those are sales as well. Right. But oh, yeah, yep. uh, just kind of different beasts there. But as far as like residential sales, um, it's, it's kind of knowing your product and why it would benefit the person. They, they need to, they need to connect to you, trust you, and understand why your product actually would help them. And that's one of the things I honestly really like about solar is, and I tell people this all the time, I don't have to convince you to pay for energy. You already do. Every single person that lives in a house pays for energy, right? And so yeah. all solar does is replace that and it's a fixed rate for you and it's cheaper. It's just flat out cheaper. But most people I feel like just lack the education as to what, what it entails, you know? And so again, people don't like change as much. So being able to help them through that process, know that they can trust you and they can make a change. Right. So that's kind of how to, I feel like, overcome kind of some of that negative stigma that is about so that kind of surrounds sales and i would also say like not you you don't have to be sleazy or hide things to be in sales you really don't and i it's unfortunate when people do do that because it it, it does leave some of that bad stigma but there's a lot of really good people out there that that do really well and make a lot of connections and people that make a lot of money doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm glad you said it that way because that is, that is the, the correct response in my mind, at least. Um, and you've really got to, 
believe in your product. I mean, you, you, you served a mission for your church and kind of the same thing there. You wouldn't go out and try to preach if you didn't actually believe in the product. And it would be very hard to be convincing and to actually help people if you didn't believe in the product. And so the same thing for a salesperson goes, you've got to actually believe in the product. You've got to actually believe that you're doing good in the world. Otherwise, it's just going to be a miserable experience selling. And and uh, honestly, I feel like sometimes we've gotten a lot of knocks at our door recently. Sometimes I feel like we get some some like pest control people that really aren't that passionate about it. They're not excited. They don't it doesn't it doesn't come across that they believe in the product. And because of that, right. I, don't, I don't feel like they're very strong salespeople. I don't feel like they're doing a good job at at presenting their case and being you know energized and excited about it. And I get it. They knock on doors a lot. And so it's it it gets tiring. And so I understand that it can be difficult. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, the people that are good at it and the people that can keep up that energy level and they can really talk with people in a good way and be warm and welcoming and inviting, they can make a good amount of money. So tell me a little bit about that. What's, what's the, what's the money like? How, how is it going for you? I mean, you can be as open or as vague as you'd like, but, uh, and how, you know, what do you see the future like for, for, I guess you individually and, you know, as a company? Yeah. So, um, not to be cliche, but like really there is no limit and it really, it, it's so true. It's, it's just getting people to realize their potential. Cause if you put in the work and, and the hours and you really are dedicated, you will be successful. Um, and as far as solar goes, um, there's kind of like a, I guess a hierarchy of money in the like sales door to door world. I'd probably put, pest at the bottom right as far as like commission per sale right so pest pest is at the bottom and then it bumps up into uh alarms and from alarms i'd say it goes up to roofing and from from roofing uh solar would would be at the top right Hmm. um as far as like commission per sale. And just to kind of give you an idea of, of what that looks like, um, depending on where you're selling here in Vegas, cause you can't price things crazy high. Um, it, it depends on the, the cost of electricity where you're at, right. That's going to kind of gauge yeah. your, your commission. So like, for example, in California, the price of electricity is, literally double to triple what it is here in Vegas. Right. Okay. And and so your commissions are going to be much higher there. Right. But for example, in, in Vegas for a closer, somebody that goes in and closes deals, um, they're making anywhere from call it three to, to $450 a kilowatt. Right. Um, and so systems are based on um, their size and it's a kilowatt size. So our average system size here is 8.6 kilowatts. Okay. So, and you get paid, call it $400 a kilowatt. So for that hmm. um, 8.6 kilowatt system size, um, your commission would be $3,500. 
Yeah. Okay. And if yeah. you do, you know, 10 of those in a month, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. So we're, yeah, I would say like minimum around four to five a month. So if you're looking at five a month and sorry, I have my calculator here so I can do this as well. Five a month. And they're all just an average system here in Vegas and five times 8.6 kilowatt system size. That's 43 kilowatts. And if you're getting paid $400 a kilowatt, that's 17 grand. And that's for a setter. Uh, sorry. A cl- the, closer. Closer. Yeah. So what about somebody who, who sets up the appointments? How are they kind of a lower tier than the closer? I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. They, cause it's, it's much easier to, to kind of talk to the person, hand off the, the appointment and the closer has to come in, do all the, the loan documents has to do the kind of selling in a way. Right. Um, and so they'll be anywhere, call it like a thousand to $2,000 uh, a sale on, on average. So, okay. Um, okay. and so if they're setting up, we, we look for our setters. We want our brand, brand new setters, never knocked a door in their life. Um, coming in and doing about four a month. Right. Um, so anywhere from, four to $8,000 a month. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. What, so, about, like, what about your role though, specifically? Cause you're, you're obviously working on the business side of things. Are you just kind of, are you, are you actively selling as well? Or have you been too busy for that? I've, I've honestly been too busy for that. Uh, there's certain roles that we, we want to hire and get in place to, help manage. So for example, like a setter manager, he manages all the setters, right? That way I can focus more on the closers and, and as well, the whole team. Right. So, so yeah, that's kind of what we're looking to, to get in place. Okay. All right. Well, cool, man. We've been talking for quite a while about this and I've enjoyed uh, learning about it. Um, kind of as we as we start to wrap this up, I'd like to hear just quickly, um, what's like your favorite thing to do in your position and what's maybe the, the worst experience or, or a bad moment or something you really don't enjoy about your job? Um, let's see. One thing I I really, um, I, well, I'm really excited for this recruiter to come on, to be honest. We spent a, a lot of time, I've spent personally a lot of time and effort through the hiring process, and it's just much slower with me because I have other things to manage. And so um, having somebody come in full time and by the end of this year, we have the goal to have our Vegas office fully up and running. And then by next summer, um, having our Colorado office fully up and running. So the, the growth is something that really, really excites me. Um, and as far as like the, 
call it the worst day of work um, is probably when we get somebody that comes in and they kind of give up on themselves because I know the potential that if they just put in the work and, and the time and are dedicated to it, they're going to be successful. So when guys don't give it their all um, and don't give it a shot and they end up kind of losing out um, as a manager, um, it's just that kind of, that stinks. Right. And, and part of that does fall on me, you know, having them, help, help them to have a better vision, right. For, for where they're headed. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the tough part just because it is a high turnover job. Just nobody wants to knock doors for the rest of their life. Um, yeah. me included. And, and we don't want our guys to remain setters for the rest of their life. We want them to be closers and office managers and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, when, when guys just don't realize their potential and they 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 give up on themselves. That's that's kind of mm. hard as a manager. That 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 is that is hard. That it's got to be very disheartening to to you know, put your trust in somebody and really get excited for them but then they just kind of deflate. That's got to be hard. Um, yeah, cuz Go ahead. Well, I was going to say just because uh, it's tough, you know, as a manager, you put a lot of time into your trainings, you're prepping for those trainings, figuring out what to teach, how to work with these guys, what's this individual person struggling with. So there's a lot that goes into it because those guys success, the, the setters and the closers success is my success. Like I'm not worried about necessarily what I'm making or how I'm doing. I want them to be successful right so there's a lot that goes into trying to make them successful which is what does make it sting a little bit more when when they do mm. give up on themselves yeah yeah okay so i guess looking outwards a little bit let's say there's a there's a 18 year old high school graduate listening to this uh what advice would you give to him or her about how to get into the, this industry and how to be successful in it? Um, I would say just, just don't be afraid of ask to, to ask. Um, a lot of people are um, not really sure about what um, summer sales or, or door to door sales in, in specific can, can bring. Um, and I, I have to give a shout out to, to my brother, he's, he actually kind of introduced me to it, um, through pest control in Houston. And like, I trusted him. I, I knew he wasn't gonna fluff anything up to me or lie to me. And so he, he kind of told me what it was and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And so that's kind of what I would recommend to, to anyone is just give it a shot. Like there is absolutely a lot of potential, a lot of money to be made and a lot of growth to be had, um, in this industry. So, uh, yeah, just, just don't be afraid and talk to someone. I'm sure everyone nowadays knows someone or stop the person that knocks on your door here in the future. You know, you, yeah. you can always find someone, right? Oh yeah. Yep. You're right about that. So, uh, you know, as we close out, 
obviously you are in a recruiting position for the time being until you get this recruiter in place and you guys are looking to grow. If somebody is interested in talking to you more about this position or is maybe even interested in, you know, and potentially joining you, how, how could somebody reach out and talk to you directly? Uh, I mean, any means, uh, cell phone, email, Instagram, our company's Instagram, um, pretty much anyways. I don't know if you put that in the link or I can tell yep. it now. I Yeah, I'll go ahead and include all of the information you provide me in the show notes. Um, please check it out. And yeah, feel free to reach out to Jordan. Uh, he's a great guy to talk to and um, he'll be able to answer your questions. And it sounds like you know, you guys are in the early stages of, of this business and of uh, of your growth, and I'm excited to hear how you progress with it and how the next year or two looks for you guys. So I wish you all the best, and thank you so much for sharing this career with me. I haven't talked to anybody quite like you yet uh, for this podcast, so this was a very exciting episode, and it is something that that is interesting to me, and I, I've really enjoyed learning about it. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to talk to me, Jordan. Absolutely. Glad to, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. You take care. Bye. Bye.